Hello, friends, kingdom builders, kingdom connectors, and everyone who is about the Father's business. Welcome to the ministry of Apostle Kenneth Fletcher and the Mind of Conception podcast. Please subscribe to this podcast to help us connect with the body of Christ and contribute to the growth and success of the kingdom of God. So let's join the teaching of the word right now. Congregation, and we consider that as the church, which that's all a part of it. But the church is not the congregation, it's the people. Uh, many times we are the pe- the church is the people. It's those that have been called out of the world, right? So you can be you can go to a congregation and you can be in a denomination and actually not really be a part of the church. Because the church is not an organization, it is an organism. It is the body of Christ. And so there is a living factor that has to be in play when you're talking about the church. But thank God that Jesus came and redeemed those that would believe. Amen. And those that would believe would be a part of his church, a part of of his body. And let me tell you something. One of the things about it is that being a part of his body means that his body has uh, different parts in it from all over the world, right? Uh, all, every tongue, every tribe, every kindred, every nation is a part of the body of Christ because there's one particular factor that causes us all to be a part of the body. And that is that we have believed in his ability to save and to redeem. And through that believing, it has brought us into union and fellowship with Jesus Christ. Not only do we uh, have knowledge of him, but we have become a part of him. Can you say amen? Amen. So we're going to say some stuff here. Glory to God that I pray that, uh, you know, you're really willing to hear what God is saying. Because, folks, God is not dead. Glory to God. Oh, Lord, have mercy. And he has not lost any power. He hadn't gotten old and see now. Right? People that sometimes people act like God is, you know, well, God's kind of old now, you know. And he may be forgotten a few things. And, you know, he's, he's getting up there in years. And maybe he, he's not as strong as he was in his youth. Well, I'm here to beg differ. Glory to God. I'm here to let you know that he is the same. His power is the same. His ability is the same and and his ability to give life is the same. Can you clap your hands right there? Glory to God. Hallelujah. Amen. So I want you to uh, get ready. Hallelujah. Amen. If you can hear, you can receive life this morning. Right. And it's not because of who I am, but it's because of the one that I'm preaching about. And I'm going to preach in a such a way as a matter of fact that this is what it is. Because I've come to realize over these 30 plus years of ministering is that whatever God has promised, God himself is able to perform. See, and so what it happens is uh, we have got to a place where many people have no longer even believed in the ability of God. They're looking for some proof. They're looking for uh, some physical, natural evidence. Uh, that God can do uh, everything that he said he's do. They're looking for uh, somebody else's testimony of how God has done the miraculous. 
And the only problem with that is this, is because the way that God set the system up, and if you can get that on the board there for me, Jacob, uh, is, uh, I didn't give you any scriptures. Sometimes I don't have, I don't even know exactly what scriptures I'm going to go to when I get up here. But St. John chapter 11 and verse number 40, I believe it is, maybe between 40 and 44, somewhere right there. But Jesus told Martha, if thou would believe, you would see the glory of God. How many times have you heard people tell you, and you may have even said to yourself, uh, honey, seeing is believing. Right. <laughs> How many have ever said that? Let's, let's be honest. Now, don't lie in church now. Don't lie in church. Come on now. When you're in the, in the fellowship, don't lie in here now. Have you ever said that? Seeing is believing? Come on. Look, only one person? Look, see, see, she going to get a blessing. See, the only one sister was honest. She raised her hand and said, I said. <laughs> so nobody else has ever said that. I know I've said it in the past. Seeing is believing. Have you said that? Yes. Who all has said that? I want to get a number here. I want because some of y'all. Okay, well, I see some of y'all said y'all never said that. That's pretty. That's pretty impressive. That's pretty impressive. But <laughs> Amen. But see, God says believing is seeing. And that's why many people have never seen the operation of God. Because they are waiting to see something natural, see something physical, and uh, see something in the material before they choose to believe him. But I've learned over these 30 plus years, you and I have to believe God before we see the works of God. All right. So this is a, a John 11. And when he's talking about, uh, again, get ready to raise up Lazarus from the dead. And we're reading one verse here, uh, uh, verse 40 of John chapter number 11. And you say, well, why do you go to the scripture? Well, because the scripture gives us a record of God's dealing with man. And if you learn to read the scripture, you'll find out that many of the situations that you find yourself in, they may not be the exact situation, but they can parallel your situation today. And so as you see what has happened there, you can have faith to exercise faith in God in the now, because faith is not in your history. Faith is in your presence, right? You have to believe God now. Faith doesn't come by what you heard, but faith comes by hearing, present tense, right? What are you hearing God saying now? But you can take what is written in the scripture and take it and go to God and say, Lord, this is what you did in this situation, and it is similar to my situation. So now I need you. I believe that you are able to do what you did for him. You are able to do for me. Can you say amen right there? So I'm talking about glory to God. Notice what he says here. Jesus answered her and said, I, uh, said I not unto thee that if thou shouldest believe or wouldest believe, what did he say? Thou should see the glory of God. If you would believe, you would see. Not if you see, you can believe. Are y'all here with me? Do I still have a body here? Do we have a congregation here? See, this is where most people don't get to see the miracles of God. They never get to experience the power of God. They never, they, they, they don't understand why you're so excited. You know, you're excited about the Lord and this and that and you're going to church. And I don't understand. You just, you know, I don't understand. I, don't, I can't see what you're all excited about. Because of the simple fact that if you do not believe, you can't see. 
Can I say it that way? If you don't believe, you're blind. Not just physically blind, but spiritually blind to really what's going on. Folks, the, the body of believers, I'm trying not to get too excited here, but I, I, I got to help you here. If, if you can, if you open your ears, the, the child of God is completely and totally always victorious. Come on, say amen, somebody. Y'all gonna make me preach here today. Because see, 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 I've been around the church a long time. I'm talking about the people of God. And me and my wife, we was having this discussion on the way. And, and, and God knows he's wise. He knows I love people, but, but I love the truth, right? And, and, and sometimes I can rub folks the wrong way because they're just so full of doubt, so full of fear. Everything is, oh, woe is me, doom and gloom. Oh, I'm going through this. I'm going through that. I'm going through the other. You don't know how bad my situation is. And you just think everything. No, no, I don't. I'm not disregarding your situation or how bad it is. But I'm not looking at how bad your situation is. But I'm looking at how big the God that you say you serve is. Because if you can focus on the bigness of God, the situation that you're in can't compare to the authority and the power that's in Jesus' name. Somebody say amen right there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So sometimes I have to ask God to give me more grace. Because, you know, I just be wanting to snatch folks. I, can I just tell you the truth? I mean, can I just tell you? I'll just be wanting to snatch them and shake them and like, who, what, who is your God? I mean, you, we say, y'all pray for me to say, we say that our God is an awesome God. He reigns from heaven above with wisdom and power and love. Our God is an awesome God. And then I get a hangnail and I'm, I'm ready to go sit up somewhere in the corner and boo-hoo and cry and tuck my head, tail between my legs. Like, wait a minute, did God get off of the throne? Did he stop being almighty? Did he stop being the El Shaddai? Did he stop being the creator who is and who was and who is to come? Did God ever stop being the one that is the giver of all life and all breath and all things? Did God ever be the one that stopped to make the sun to rise in the morning and the moon to come out at night? Did he stop? Amen. Glory to God. Making sure the earth continues to rotate on his axis. I mean, did he lose his power? What happened to the God that we say that we serve? If you will believe, you will see the glory. If you refuse to believe, you will be put out in darkness. Not just eternally, but I'm just talking about in everyday life. You can't see the good things that God is doing. You can't see the miracles and the signs and wonders that God himself are doing if you will not believe him. Folks, I said this and I'll say this again. That when God begins to move, when the, when the living God, calm down, preacher, calm down, calm down. <laughs> when the living God begins to move by his hand, it will not fit into your human reasoning. Because God is not a man. He's not a human being. God is a spirit. And they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. So no longer try to fit God into your, my, your way and our way of thinking. But I have to elevate my thinking. Somebody say elevate. elevate. Come on, say elevate, elevate, elevate. <laughs> 
Come on, can I can I help you today? Glory to God. I, I'm trying to I'm trying to behave myself here, but I'm talking about elevating the mind, right? Because most people are trying to bring God down. You can't bring God down, right? If you try to bring God down, you'll never get the operation of God, right? Because God is operating on a higher level. He's operating on with you on the higher level of faith. He told Mary and Martha, "Your brother will rise again." He's going to get up and they start getting all religious and theological. They say, yeah, we know in the last day in the great resurrection. And we do know, he said, in the last days that all bodies will rise. And we know, Lord, you, we know that he'll rise in the last day. And Jesus said, no, 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 you don't understand. He says, I am the resurrection. Glory to God. Oh, y'all, oh, come on now. Do I have a body here? See, I almost want to preach, but I got to keep myself contained here. But see, that's what people have said. He said, no, no, you don't understand. Jesus said, I know you're talking about the last day and you're talking about theological things. He said, but I'm here now. Jesus said, I'm here now. He says, I am the resurrection and the last day. He said, you're waiting for a day to come to pass, but that day is now. Why? Because Jesus is here. Glory to God, somebody. Mm. See, see, when you believe this stuff, it changes you. It transforms you. It breaks off all of that fear and that doubt and that unbelief and what they told you about COVID and everything else. How you're not going to be able to do this and do that and you ain't gonna, and you're going to die. And all. No, 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 no. He that believeth in God shall never be put to shame. So he told Martha, he said, listen, he, and you can go back and read the, uh, the whole story here. But Lazarus was dead. He had been dead for four days. And Jesus shows up four days later. Right. He, he might not come when you want him. Yes. But he's always on time. <laughs> so he comes four days later. And that's when they start having a conversation. They, they said, Lord, by now his body is stinking. Yeah. Jesus told Martha, your brother arise again. She said, oh, I know, you know, that in the last day. He said, no, I am the resurrection. See, folks, everything you need is in Jesus. Everything you need is in Jesus' name. Come on, this is, this is not a fairy tale. This is not a, a religious thing to do. You can call on the name of Jesus at all times. Glory to God, man. And you can receive deliverance, healing, breakthrough. But it's all you have to do is believe that he has the power to do what you're asking him to do. See, we are still trying to get a miracle from God and an answer from God based upon our own strength. No, but your strength, your work, my work, our work is to believe. And people say, oh, you make it sound so simple because it really is that simple. The hard thing is believing. The hard thing is believe that God can do something that I can't even see, comp comprehend or understand a human reasoning. Do you believe that he's able to do that? And when you say, yes, I accept it as fact. I accept it as truth, then God goes to work. Glory to God. I mean, God goes to work, and you don't, you're sitting there amazed, like, I don't see how this has happened, but God did it. Come on, say amen, somebody. But you have to believe. The struggle is getting over and above our human reasoning. Because we will say stuff like, that just don't make sense. I can't see that. Yeah, absolutely, Pastor Mary. That just, I don't see how God going, I don't, I ain't got enough money, so I don't know how God's going to do this. I just can't see it. So every time you say something like that, you are cutting off the spiritual ability or the spiritual lane, if you will. I, I'm trying to use human word, 
for God to come down and operate, right? But every time you confess him, every time you speak his ability, you are clearing the atmosphere for God to go to work. Whether it's angels, whether it's again his spirit, whether it's his word, whether it's his blood, you are clearing the atmosphere of all demonic forces so now that the spirit of God can go to work. But every time you complain, Every time you start murmuring, every time you start making excuses, folks, you don't understand. I know, and I'm, I don't want to try to get off track here, but you don't understand. You were designed just like your father. And what am I saying? God said something and it happened. And whether you realize it or not, you are designed just like him. You have said things in the past about your life. And if you would actually do an examination, Pastor Jimmy, and go back and look at all the different words that you have spoken and declared and the things that you let come out of your mouth and believe, you could look back right now and realize that your life is a sum total of all the words that you have been speaking. Now, I know some folks don't want to hear that because they want to blame other people. But the reality is God has given you the authority to whatever you speak out of your mouth. Whatever you believe, you're going to speak. Whatever, you, and it, whatever it is, whatever you truly believe is coming out of your mouth. And whatever's coming out of your mouth, eventually that is what will be in your life. That's why God gives us the word and says, let the word be in your heart. Let the word be in your mouth. Speak blessings and not curses. Do it. Learn how to do it continually. Get an accountability partner. Partner, if you have a believing wife or believing husband or whatever, get somebody to say, "Hey, what, what, what? You starting to talk wrong? Close it down." Me and my wife do this to each other all the time. We'll start saying, "You're getting off. You're not. You're not talking like God. You're starting to talk a little doubt here. Starting to talk a little little complaining here. You get it back in track because we believe." That whatever we say will come to pass. Oh, come on now. Come on, come on. Clap your hands right there. Glory to God. Y'all looking at me deep here. It's really not that deep because it's all in the scripture. Jesus talked to everything. Jesus talked to the trees. He talked to a fig tree and said, nobody's going to ever eat fruit from you ever again. Now read the Bible. He talked to the tree. Most folks would taste it. Well, Jesus was talking to the tree. Hmm. Maybe something wrong with Jesus talking to a tree. He spoke to the wind. See, 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 y'all getting deep on me now. Y'all getting deep on me right now. Cause see, you try, see, we try to put God in some kind of religious box. No, no. What are, what's coming out of your mouth? Amen. I'm telling you, I know it. Speak to your job. If you got a job, speak to it. Say, look, you're going to produce this. You're going to produce that. You're going to, I'm going to do this. I'm gonna, you're going to do, you, in Jesus' name, I have the authority because I'm a son of God or daughter of God. Speak to it. Make it produce. So he says to Martha, didn't I say to you that if you can believe, you can see. Not only you can see natural and regular things, but you can see the glory of God. So that's the work that you and I are supposed to be doing. Believing what God has said. Amen. Folks, I know I'm preaching good here because, and I'm glad some folks are probably watching because I'm telling you, there's been the problem of a lot of the body of Christ. 
I'm not saying these natural things are evil. Hear me correctly. But I'm saying the enemy has done a masterful job at using natural human reasoning to discredit the ability and the authority of God. It just don't make any natural sense. I'm not saying don't go to the doctor. I'm not saying that. But what I am saying is you need to go to Dr. Jesus and find out what he can do. Because when they tell you there's nothing else you can do for us, do for me, then you say, doctor, I thank you. I appreciate your education, but I'm going to a higher source now. I'm getting ready to get in my closet with God and I'm getting ready to work this thing through. Glory to God. I'm getting ready to allow him to break me down like a shotgun. Hallelujah. Get all that unbelief and fear and doubt out of me because he said, I am the Lord thy God that healeth thee. Glory to God. I am Jehovah Rapha. And now you're going to go to God and say, wait a minute. Okay, God, help my unbelief. Lord, I believe. But if there's any doubt in me anywhere, deal with my heart. Because once you do that, then God does the rest, folks. It's not you and I doing the work. It's not you doing the work. Jesus even said it this way. He, they, they, went, they took up stones to stone them. He said, listen here, it's not me that's doing the work, but it is the Father that dwells in me. He's the one doing all these miracles. Now, that's Jesus saying that. Jesus, the Son of God, said the Father who's in me is doing the work. So if Jesus said that, you can say, listen, I don't have the power, but the power is in Jesus' name. And because I believe in him, I can pray for you, and I'm expecting the miracle to happen. Not through, not through Kenneth, not through Apostle Fletcher, but through the name of Jesus. Come on, somebody. I'm talking about the name of Jesus, and when you have the name of Jesus... You can be filled with the spirit of the living God. And let me tell you something. When the spirit of God comes upon you, that is the down payment, the earnest, the guarantee of your inheritance. You are no longer, no longer in doubt that everything that God had promised, he's able to do. But some folks are still trying to feel something before they believe the promise of God. You're still trying to fill it with human reasoning. God is not a reasoning. He is a spirit. <laughs> and I'm trying to make it as plain as I can for all of you because you can receive so easily. Men receiving the things of God are so simple. They're so easy. They're, it's not a struggle. The struggle is just believing him. Why can you believe him? Just because he's God. Why does God love you? I don't know why. He just said, I love you, and I believe it. Amen. Amen. <laughs> and we're still saying, well, I don't deserve this. I don't deserve that. Well, you're trying to make yourself smarter than God. Yeah. Yeah. God said, I love you. Come to me. Let me give you life. If you're thirsty, drink of this water, and you'll never thirst again. Right. But then we're sitting there reasoning, well, I did this, and I did that. And I did the other thing, and I know I didn't do this. God didn't ask you whether you was worthy or not. He just said, come. He already knows you're not worthy. He says, come to me, and I will give you life. Come to me and drink freely of the water of life. Come to me and let your soul be unlocked from every imprisonment, every bondage, every deception. Come to me. Stop reasoning about your unworthiness. 
Come and drink freely of the water of life. Well, I think the spirit of God talking to somebody. Glory to God. I'm telling you. So this is the work that you and I are engaged in. And it's not uh, tedious. It's not too hard. Put up on the screen John 6 and 29. Real quickly. And then we're going to move on. I'm not going to give you a whole bunch of scriptures today because we, we, I'm trying to get you to a place where you will move out in faith. I believe. Somebody shout, I believe. I believe. Come on, CC. Only, only, only 35% of people said that. See, that's where our problem is. I'm telling you. I'm telling you, folks. I'm not trying to be mean or nasty or ugly to you. But people say, well, why he's all? Because if, until you start believing, I mean really believing that God is alive today. Oh, I know God is alive. No, you don't believe that. You know why I say you don't believe it? Because you, know, you don't respond. When you, re when you believe that God can do everything he says he can do, you will respond to it. It won't even be a struggle with you. You'll say, man, I believe that. <laughs> and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get what God said. I'm going to get this life. I'm going to get eternal life. I'm not, going, not, I'm not only worried about not going to hell. See, folks, folks oh, I, don't to, I don't want to go to hell. And that's good. But I'm saying, I'm saying there's more to life than just not going to hell. When you come to Jesus, he said, I come to give you life. I come to give you zoe. I come to give you abundant existence. I come to let you understand your purpose. I come to, learn, come to let you understand why I created you, what I created you for. The giftings, the abilities, the talents, the fullness of Christ living in you. The expectation of the glory of God manifested in your life. You becoming all that God had thought you would and could become when he created you in your mother's womb. Glory to God. He has something in his mind at the time of your conception that you would be and how you would be able to bring forth his glory into the earth and be such a blessing to your fellow man that you would cause people to have that have hope and come out of death into life. Yes. Amen. Amen. Not just talking about going to heaven and escaping hell. But I'm talking about living the fullness of the life that you were designed for. And that starts ultimately with your relationship with the Christ. So he says to these people, they said, what must we do? We want to do what you're doing. <laughs> Glory to God. Are y'all with me here? They seen all the they, they Jesus just had, and if you want to get context, he had just fed 5,000 people with two fish of two fish. And five loaves of bread. And I mean, I mean, things is just going down. I mean, I mean, he's just doing he, he's doing Jesus stuff. Come on, somebody. See, I, I want to preach right there, but, I, you know, I, I don't know if y'all ready for this or not. But he's doing Jesus stuff. See, nothing about Jesus is normal. Nothing about Jesus is ordinary. I mean, just I know sometimes we we read the scriptures and we don't really think about it. this man was actually here doing all this stuff. And nothing about it is normal. Nothing about it is ordinary. Even when it came to feeding people, he took two fish, five loaves of bread, and fed 5,000 people. You're talking about a governmental food program. If you can take two fish and five loaves and feed 5,000 people, we would not need the, amen, Department of Agriculture. Come on, say amen, somebody. Because we got Christians that are multiplying, amen, chicken and multiplying beans, glory to God, and multiplying greens, beans, and hallelujah, everything else. Say amen, somebody. But I'm talking about, the. Uh, this is Jesus now. So Jesus, again, again, Whatever it takes, he's doing the miraculous. Uh, healing 
incurable diseases. Right? Reversing diabetes. Glory to God. Hallelujah. I'm talking about reversing heart condition. Hallelujah to the Lamb. My God in heaven. This is Jesus. So nothing about him is ordinary. Even his birth wasn't ordinary. Nothing about Jesus is ordinary. But look at the church today. Oh, you love the Lord. We love Jesus. Amen. Dude, what Jesus are you talking about? Maybe he was maybe he was Hispanic. Maybe he was a Hispanic, and they said they were thinking it was Jesus. But no, we talk not talk about Jesus. We talking about the Christ here, and nothing about him is ordinary. We talking about Jesus Christ. Nothing about him is ordinary. Nothing. But see, you say, well, that's good preacher for him. But he says, I'm the head, and you are now my body. So nothing about you is supposed to be ordinary. So many people that know me and are closer to me, they hear me talking about the supernatural life all the time. I'm not just trying to make something up. We have been brought into a faith and into a fellowship that nothing about our life is supposed to be ordinary. You've been brought into a family that has been allowed to be partakers of God's divine nature. When are we going to start believing this? And stop listening to everybody that don't know nothing. I thought a Christian was this. Are you a Christian? No. Then shut up. I mean, let, come on. Can I just get real with it? I know. If I, oh, you yeah. Listen, there are some folks that Jesus, when he was here, some folks hated him no matter what he said. And I'm telling you, there are going to be some folks that's going to hate you no matter what you say. You can stand on your head, do cartwheels and cheetah stomps and gorilla flips just to impress somebody. And they'll look at you like, mm-hmm. So why are we trying to impress people with our Christian faith? I don't care if you don't like me. It don't matter. I've only got one that I have to be accountable to. And his name is not Brian <laughs> or Buster or Bubba. You understand? His name is, come on, y'all know what I'm talking about. His name is Jesus. Come on now. <laughs> come on, clap your hands right there. Amen. Amen, amen. Thank God for his word. We pray that you were blessed by the teaching on our podcast today. Please join us for online fellowship in our personal Zoom room. The access code is 931-432-8488. And the password is the number two. God bless you. We love you and hope to connect with you soon. Until then, continue to be about the Father's business.